earlier today, I had asked Rachel how old her dad was because you and I talked about it the other uh-huh. day. She said that she didn't know what year her father was born in. And I had to explain to her that the only reason why I even know what year my parents are born in is because yours is 5252. Right. You'd never fold twos and fives in poker. And I've lost to hands that you should have never held on to in the first place. That is a fact. (laughs) I still do it because I I know as soon as I fold them, karma will give me a boat or four of a kind. And I, I, I hate it so much. You have no right playing that hand, and yet you always do. Yes, I do. The reason why I wanted to talk to you about pub games was, one, obviously you influenced me on it, as well as, like, all of us, I guess yes. you could say, yes. <laughs> you know, there's, as we talked about in the last episode with Jordan, there's six of us, but all of us, I know I've played at least one of darts, pool, poker, foosball, something with all of us um, at some point in time. So just for those who don't know, can you give like a paint a word picture, if you will, of your uh, current basement layout? Uh, well, yes, the, the game room, uh, I have right at 175, uh, bar signs, beer signs, lights, Uh um, um, in the, in the basement now it's, it's spread out and gone down the hallway, uh, mixed in some music, music up the stairs, down the hallway, um, in the bathroom. (laughs) Um, they're, they're everywhere. It just keeps growing trays and, and now a lot of concert memorabilia. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, there is a pool table. There is a, uh, Japanese slot machine. Yeah. There's foosball table Mm -hmm. and there is always darts. Right. Or or as we would say, dots, dots, dots. And just to convince people never to leave, there's also a fridge built into the wall. There's a there's a refrigerator built into the wall. There's mm-hmm. a gas log fireplace. Yes, there is. <laughs> um, and there's uh, lights that can be dimmed, and and there's stereo, and with built-in ceiling speakers. So uh, it is a game room, and there's also a 4K TV down there now. Roku. So, oh, brag about it! I didn't know there was a TV down there now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ooh. <laughs> I remember when we watched the Super Bowl. When you had a Super Bowl party, you had to drag a TV down from somewhere else to put it. Uh, in uh, that room, <laughs> that, that was one of life's most embarrassing moments because the TV down there went out and uh, I had uh, some uh, a few friends over. But one of them I was trying to impress because it was Ralph Sampson from the Houston right. Rockets. Yeah. And and we brought down a I think a 12 inch color portable <laughs> that we pulled out. <laughs> Out of the RV, yeah. and we and we set it on the pool table, and I we watched the su- and we watched the Super Bowl. <laughs> Ralph was very impressed, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that game was not bigger than life. <laughs> no, no, it was not. <laughs> oh, oh, that's rough. It was, it was. Uh, you know, and Ralph's never come back over. I wonder why. I don't know. I guess it's just too much, too much going on for him to handle. <laughs> that, that that actually happened. Yep. And it was it was rather embarrassing. But hey, you know, 
Life happens. Yeah, gotta, got, show must go on. That's right. Well, 12 inch broadcast. You still got to watch the game. We did. So we did. I don't know. We I did. don't know what, what y'all are complaining about. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I will never remember who even played that Super Bowl, but I know what it was played on. <laughs> That's how I feel about most Super Bowls that I watch. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so so the basement is still laid out, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, we still play down it. Uh, just uh, the last two weekends, uh, Brooke and April and myself have played darts and have played pool. Yeah, and I mean the girls, Brooke and Brady, grew up with that because you've had most of that room at least game wise their entire lives. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember exactly when the slot machine came in, but I know. For sure, you had the pool table and the darts. Yeah, the slot machine um, uh, came in uh, probably when they were about six or seven. Yeah, because because uh, nanny was still here. Yeah, uh, when I had that slot machine, and um, and the pool table, uh, I probably picked it up uh, maybe maybe a year or so after they were born. I yes. know. No, actually, we had the pool table because I remember we lost power. Um, uh, ice storm took down several pine trees, which took down the power lines. Mm-hmm. And we went down to the basement because we had the gas log fireplace. Right. Uh, no power, but we lit up our, our lanterns from uh, camping and fired up the gas logs and just stayed in the basement for two days. And they were babies. Yeah. And ABC was driving around their, their news truck and they came in and filmed us in the basement for that night's news. Oh, really? And, they, and interviewed us. Yes. <laughs> so we were on ABC that night, roughing it, roughing it in the basement. Yeah. I don't know if I could describe that basement as roughing it, but yeah, works. <laughs> well, now, well, that we don't have to do that anymore because we put a generator on the house last year. So, and we've already smart. used it three times. It's wonderful. Smart. Very smart. Um. So with pub games, you know, we got pool, darts, your foosball, and then poker we've mentioned just kind of always has been around. I know I grew up around it, um, but I'm curious where your start with the, with it all happened, because I kind of have somewhat of of an idea. I think you said your mother owned a bar or worked at one. Own, own, owned a, a couple. Uh, well, we called them honky tonks in the day. They were little bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, we served no food, so it was strictly a bar. You know, there's eggs in a pickle jar, but uh, it was just oh, booze. God. It was booze and, and games. But uh, but really, even before that, you know, growing up on military bases, uh, military bases were really nice as as a kid to grow up on because they have they have organizations within the base for dependents. And every base has swimming pools, movie theaters, bowling alleys. They would have an arcade on the bowling alley. And Mm -hmm. I remember being exposed to pool tables at the bowling alley as a kid in Corpus Christi, Texas, now probably eight, nine years old, and and being able to go in there and play pool all day long for free as long as they weren't older kids or sailors playing, but during the day in the summertime, it was pretty much a free run of that pool table. So that's my first exposure to, to, um, the arcade there. Of course they had pinball in those days, video games didn't come around until the 1970s, 1980s. Um, and then also associated with the military bases because, 
um, a lot of the fathers would ship out for six months at a time, the same, same organization that they have, they had volunteers that would pick up dependent children and take us to boys clubs of America once oh, a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and when we were there and when we got to boys clubs, they had pool tables. So we got to play pool tables at the boys clubs. And then, uh, and then of course, mom had the blue note lounge was one of the, the bars and then Ruthie and Shirley's with her and her girlfriend, Shirley, uh, owned a bar and they always had, um, pool tables, shuffle boards, some darts. Yeah. Um, but I always remember, and, and of course a jukebox, but I remember the pool table. Um, it was a quarter table and mom would paint the quarters that we played on and that she gave out for the jukebox. She kept a bottle of red, um, fingernail polish mm-hmm. behind the bar and, and you paint the quarters because you didn't have to pay your vendor for those plays on the jukebox or those mm. plays in the game, because those were house quarters where you played for free just right. to keep the entertainment going. So right. we always, we always had a, a handful of red quarters to go play pool at the bar when we went in on Saturdays and Sundays to help clean up and stuff. So was, that was my exposure. Did you, was that, did she own those in Corpus or was that? Yes. That was in Corpus Christi, right outside the the Naval Air Station there oh, okay. in Flower Bluff. Okay, nice. I, I for some reason in my head, I just always thought that maybe she owned those in um in East Texas in Gilmer. No, no. By the time we we got up to there, you know, my uh, my grandmother was Pentecostal, and they mm-hmm. were um uh non drinkers non smokers non cussers non everything right. my grand my grandmother died at 70 she never owned a tv never owned a telephone and never owned a car yeah so they they were non everything so and i guess my my mother it was time to repent a little bit after living heavy and on the edge for her first 40 40 years of her life <laughs> uh, but that was that was all in corpus christi and then of course gilmer was dry that's uh, that's true. I should well, it was dry. It, yeah, it was dry. I heard that it's gone wet, but so you'd have to go to uh, Gladewater or Longview to um, to even be exposed to a bar of any kind. Yeah, that but, makes uh, sense. But yeah, the the games the games were always there, and uh, and then when um, when you get to a little rural town of East Texas, since you brought it up, I'll segue into Gilmer. Um, Gilmer, there was really absolutely nothing to do as a teenager, especially for one growing up in San Diego and in Corpus Christi mm-hmm. uh, and then rural East Texas in the late sixties um, with nothing, you know, they, they roll up the sidewalks at five o'clock and there's one <laughs> Dairy Queen open and one gas station and that's it. Yeah. Well, there was a, a gentleman that built a Dairy Mart and he built an arcade in the back of the Dairy Mart out mm. there right at the Y where you split off to go out to Sam and Dorothy's old house. Okay. And uh, he put a pool table in there and he put some of the first video games. He had a foosball table, pool table. And with me growing up playing them, I was an instant star <laughs> because none of the rural kids really knew how to play pool. Probably a lot of them had never even seen a pool table right. uh, for real. And so me being able to walk in and already had years of experience of playing yeah. pool, 
then I was the king of the pool table and, you know, it builds up your self-esteem and, and gives you some street cred and, and, and all those feel good endorphins start getting released. And I couldn't hang on to a quarter for all through high school. Cause I was always at the dairy Mart shooting pool if I wasn't working or at school. Yeah. Would, and I would probably imagine that Charlie was probably right there with you too. Oh, well, yeah. I usually probably had to go over there and pull him out of trouble, but, uh, <laughs> But he wasn't ever too far behind. Yeah. Was he a, uh, cause I can't even think of if I've ever like played pool with Charlie before. Was he a big game? Well, he, well, he, he was, but as he got older, remember he had the, he had all those back surgeries. Back, so yeah. He really couldn't play pool, but you know, he still uh, plays the slot machines. He'll play mm-hmm. um, shuffleboard. He'll throw some darts, but yeah. just bending over the pool table right. uh, would just wear him out. That makes that makes sense. It, yeah. it, that all kind of connects. I just didn't know if if it was, you know, Woody's over there shooting pool and Charlie's over there talking to the girls, you know? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Charlie would 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 be a, doing a little bit both. But, yeah, we'd frequently have to holler at him that it was his turn. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like Charlie. <laughs> yeah. But like uh, I said, I, my dad played pool, um, you know, so, uh, sailors and military people because. um they they spent a lot of time in in areas where there was rec rooms and yeah and pool and pool halls and beer joints and what like that. You're always around a pool table. Yeah, your dad was in the navy. Yes, he was in the navy for 20 years. Oh, I, I knew he was in the navy for a long time. I just didn't know it was like career 20 years. Yeah. Um, because you and Charlie were in the navy too, but it was Charlie a- did four years. I only did about a year and a half. Mm. I like I knew your youth with with pool because of the bars. And then I know years later, the Pennsylvanians, right? April's family Uh um, and all their crazy games of poker and then everything we did. Is there anything between those gaps like you and Corpus slash East Texas and. Oh, yeah. Well, the dart, the darts uh, really came in heavy in the uh, 1970s. Uh, with all of my Braniff people, uh, Max Jones, mm. uh, he, uh, he had darts, uh, Don Smith, they had darts. Uh, it was a good way of passing time real cheap is to go and throw darts and yeah. everybody had darts in their house in their grind still do to this day. Yeah. Um, but it was just a, a good way of, of, you know, you had leagues where you could play darts and, uh, leagues. Um, and so. Uh, that came in in Dallas when uh, uh, when I worked for Braniff and, and had probably uh, 25, 30 guys that uh, uh, we did everything together from playing softball leagues to flag football leagues to basketball yeah. leagues and, and whatnot. You are frustratingly good at darts. Like pool, I can I can hang with you a little bit. You know, I, I may need a game or two to kind of get back into the rhythm of of shots but i'm okay you know i'll beat you every now and then darts you you level the playing field by playing with your offhand and still dominate well i had i had to go left-handed against everybody all the kids growing up (laughs) just to make it fair yeah but it's not fair when you're six foot four and when you extend your arm you're three quarters of the way to the board i I still hear that yeah uh (laughs) The, the girl, the girls want me to line up with the pool table, not the fireplace. When I throw, <laughs> it's, 
I, I mean, it's only fair. Y'all would be releasing from the same place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember we, we had someone come over here um, and he was telling me, he says, well, why don't you just reach over there and stick it in the board with what you, with what you want. He's, he was being tacky, but yes, it is. It is an advantage when you can uh, gain three feet closer, but when you release the dart, right. <laughs> but darts, darts is kind of a universal language among bar people. Yeah. You know, you, you know, um, you talk about how, uh, certain clicks in life. Um, if you, if you know, bar games i can walk in any american legion place in the country i can walk into any place in the country and literally within minutes especially if if you've honed your skills then people are buying you drinks and acting like they've known you all your life because you know uh they're one they're trying to recruit me for the next game right uh, which which happened in longview Uh, i'll get off on a tangent and i'll tell a story about these two uh tyron um Tyrone, which went by Ron later in life, but uh, we went out to a bar and I walked in and and he was in a in a dart dart game and um, asked me if I stay around. I was with Charlie and I said, "Sure, I'll play with you." And uh, so we we played and and we were we were way ahead and we were playing five oh one double in double out mm-hmm. and um, we got the other team got all the way down to where they just needed. Um, 10 they had 10 points so double five double win five the to game win for yeah. and we we were sitting on 80 uh eight something odd 87 yeah and and uh came up my turn and the guy was talking about okay last darts i said well that's fine last if it's last starts what do i need i said i need let's get a seven that'll get me down to 80 um then i'll do a a triple 20 60 and a double 10 i said how's that and i sat up there and i went boom seven boom triple 20 doom boom double 10 and walked off and said good game <laughs> so you know people are buying your drinks the rest of the night so, and they're begging me to stay on for, right. the next, for the next game and for the next game and of course ron ron was just elated because he he was throwing darts but he was he was chunking darts right I was throwing darts. He was the type of guy who uh, is the reason why you have dart holes in the fl- in the wood in your basement, about ten feet from the board. In the sheetrock. Yeah, the sheetrock. Him and my wife. I remember in Kansas City, <laughs> we were we were at guitars and Cadillacs. Um, April has a few dart stories, but uh, <laughs> she she hit the exit sign above the door that was about five feet to the left no, of the dart board. No one throw. And another time, uh, someone was was razzing her about how she was throwing the darts, and she turned around and threw the dart and literally stuck it in his leg. No, no. Yeah, he was wearing shorts. Mike was his name, and stuck the dart right in Mike's leg where he had to pull it out. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have all kinds of dart. We have dart chunkers and, and dart players, but, uh, Ooh. they can become weapons and, and, uh, people take their darts serious, if, especially if they're getting beat all night long. Right. Right. Wow. But darts are fun, but darts are fun. And, and like I said, it brings them com- camaraderie. It does. It does. It's, yeah. it's also one of those games where unlike pool darts is a bit more international as well. Like if, yes, it is. Like if you want to play pool with someone from Britain, you're going to be in trouble because they want to play snooker. Right. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, but darts is the same, you know, like five Oh one, you start, you got to count down from 501 to get to zero. Like that's the game that they play. 
You know, right. it's double in, double out. Double you got in, double it, out. None of them, none of the points start until you hit a double, and then you have to end on the exact zero with a double. And it's an easy game to explain too, even if you're not playing that. If you're just playing, you know, um, what's it? The rotation cricket. or cricket. cricket? Yeah, cricket rotation, baseball. Baseball is easy. Yeah, uh, base baseball is every inning. Uh, you score runs. You have mm-hmm. three darts. And then you're out regardless whether you hit anything or not. But right. the only thing that counts in the first inning is one. Yeah. So if you have many ones, you can hit the double or the triple. The mm-hmm. maximum you can score is nine runs in an inning. Yeah. But the second inning, you're shooting two. Yeah. Third inning, three, et cetera. And if you get, if you're tied at the ninth, then the only thing counts is the bullseye them from that point over in extra innings. So they're easy games in the yeah. rotation. We don't play the baseball a lot because there's a lot of things to keep up with. Yeah. But also, cricket, you, you have a cricket. board, you already have a chalkboard that has the cricket scoreboard on it. Right. Right. And it's yeah. the most popular game internationally is cricket. Yeah. And I, and I can almost hit 15 through 20 blindfolded. In fact, I, I just like to shoot triples. Yeah. For those that don't know, cricket is um, you have to hit um, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, three times. And is it the bullseye once or three times as well? Three times. Three times. So And, there, yeah. and you have two bullseyes. The center the center red is, is worth two and the center mm-hmm. black is one point. One. Yeah. So that's that's when uh, so that that's when I started putting up dartboards when I lived in Dallas and mm-hmm. in the house and 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 uh, always had darts because uh, everybody that I knew uh, in those days were dart dart players. Yeah. Makes sense. You mentioned in there that you had uh, you you're good at darts. You show people you're good and then everyone, you know, buys you drinks to get you going. That made me think about how you've won not only. I would say essentially quit drinking. Um, you're not, I wouldn't say hundred percent sober because you know, someone has a drink that's different. You might have a sip just to taste the flavor, but that's all you have. You know, it's very minimal. Oh, that's it. Yeah. I yeah. haven't, uh, since 1995, I haven't had more than a sip of something to taste and see what it is. If right. someone has a mango margarita curiosity says, <laughs> I, I, I need to taste that because all I can do right now is just pucker thinking about it. Right. Or, or when, when, uh, I was making, I think I made April Tootsie rolls, yeah. which is Kahlua and root beer. And you're like, that. there's no way you had, you had to know that it yeah. tasted like a Tootsie yeah. roll. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I drink for curiosity, you might yeah. say. But, you know, that's most people who who like quit drinking. That's not something they can do. Um, and not only did you quit drinking, you also quit cigarettes, which is also considered extremely hard to do. I mean, it is hard to do. Uh, yeah, that's probably the most difficult thing to to quit. You know, I didn't I didn't start till I was really in my late 30s mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I quit per two months, six months, five months, yeah. but it's just so easy when you walk back into that bar and, mm. uh, to have one. But, uh, uh, I don't know if you heard the story about how I actually quit is, uh, because of Troy rushed Remember Terry and Troy mm-hmm. in, yeah. in West Palm beach, Troy called and, and Troy was diagnosed with brain cancer. Yeah. Troy, Troy was like 42 years old. And, um, so we flew down, uh, and I was sitting in his backyard, flew down for the weekend and took him out for dinner and talked with him. And, and, uh, cause once he was diagnosed, it was, it was so far advanced that yeah. they said that he had, uh, probably, um, uh, four or five months maximum. Right. So we flew down immediately and spent the weekend at their house. And, uh, 
we were in his backyard and we were both sitting there smoking a cigarette and, uh, the, his brain cancer started in his lungs and went yeah. into his brain. And I said, you know, Troy, we, you got to quit these cigarettes. And it's like, well, <laughs> Woody, on one. Yeah, Woody, who's teaching this class. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I said, I am Troy. And I reached over and I snuffed the cigarette out and I've not had a drag off of one since. And that was probably, uh, 2004, 2000. No, the girls were born in 2002. Yeah. Around 2004 is when I quit. Yeah. And, and have not even so much as ever wanted a drag off of one again. So something that hard that hit you. Yeah. And I made a commitment to him. I'll get off of him. You get off of him. But unfortunately yeah. he passed away about four weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's what got me off of him. I mean, sometimes that's, that's what it takes, right? You yep, know, it you does. need that motivation. Yep. Yep. You do. Well, I'm proud of you for quitting both. Cause I know it's, it's not easy. No, no, yeah. it's, it's not. And, and they're not, there's not a, uh, a, a healthy component associated with either one of them. Yeah. So, and I'm sure like, like you said, part of it is, you know, you go to bars for, you know, just like general entertainment and stuff and sure. You know, it's like, it's just part of the atmosphere. And uh, did you have trouble like going back to places like that after, or since no. the girls were born, did you kind of stop going anyway? Uh, well, yeah, we definitely quit going. Um, you know, when, before the girls were born the last couple of years, we have an American Legion, mm-hmm. uh, that has a bar right across the, um, the highway from us. Yeah. And, um, I, uh, ran their bingo operations. And, uh, bingo is huge fundraiser for the American Legion two nights a week, uh, 50 weeks a year and, um, make, uh, we'd have proceeds around a hundred thousand dollars a year is what he brought in to give right back to the community as the American Legion spends all their money locally on, uh, uh, veterans, disabled, uh, uh, that have uh, medical discharges, widows, et cetera. Um, so I was over there around and there ain't nobody smokes like a bunch of bingo players in, in no. casino and people at a slot machine but, and, uh, and all veterans too. And, and all veterans. Yeah. yeah. Because you know, the veterans, um, uh, my dad would tell us, uh, they would get, uh, two packs of cigarettes and all their K rations, whether yeah. you smoked or not, yeah. because they used them for bartering. You know, you could trade it for a Hershey bar or something right. if you didn't smoke. Uh, but yeah, veterans, uh, uh, the, the vast majority of them, um, uh, smoked like chimneys without a doubt. But, uh, but yeah, so I, uh, uh, when the girls came along twins, it, it was just very difficult to continue to go over there and work and, and volunteer. We still are members and, and we still stop by and visit them and the girls go and do Thanksgiving baskets for the widows and things like that Mm -hmm. every year. But, uh, but we don't go around them, but, um, but my wife being German Polish, believe me, we're still in bars and, uh, <laughs> yes. um, yeah, as restaurants as that she would say, restaurant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if well, they serve a pickle, it's a restaurant, it's a restaurant. Okay. <laughs> right? They have, they have bags of peanuts. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely. Beer nuts, beer nuts. Uh, but uh, it doesn't bother me and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't bother. April quit um, when the girls were born. So she right. quit a, a year or so before me. Yeah. Um, but it, it's smoking, uh, not drinking. It goes, 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> we'll never, never quit drinking. You know, that whole family is just, uh, it, it's amazing because when we go camping and nobody is working, um, you know, the bacon goes on and the Budweiser opens up seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But when you're camping, it doesn't count. Yeah. All right. Well, Time I, is different. Well, how about just visiting up there for the weekends? It's still seven o'clock in the morning. The Germans just, they pop that beer and, and they don't even take it out of the refrigerator. They just go out on the back porch and grab one, you know, out of the damn fresh air and drink right. one. It can be warm or whatever. It doesn't really matter to them. No, it's beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so since we're already talking about those German Polish folk, uh-huh. th- that is where that group is definitely I know where I really learned to play poker because the games they play are the most ludicrous and downright dumb versions of poker I think you can possibly play. And they are so much fun. Uh, they, well, they are. And and they still are inventing games. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, How could you invent more games? We have like oh, 12 no, no, no. to 20 <laughs> games that we played and each one had its own rule variations depending on who was playing. That is, and, and yes, and, and how late the night gets and, and how tacky the games can become. Uh, but, uh, they, uh, first of all, they are poker players. They are casino goers. Mm -hmm. Um, they are, they just will bet lottery. Uh, they just, they just have that betting in them. And, and it's a, you know, it's a bag of quarters. We're not talking about, uh, a lot of money. Although last weekend I was up there and, uh, I played in between AC Ducey and I matched a $48 pot with an ACE and a three and, uh, April was dealing and she gave me a two. Okay. You're going to have to back up a little bit because well, I understand what you mean when you say in between AC Ducey, there are a lot of people who are, like, not. who are like, what is, what are we talking about here? And also it's not just quarters. It's like nickels, dimes. And don't you dare say it's not a lot of money. When I've watched people w- go to that table with a bag of just random change and leave uh-huh. with hundreds of dollars in a single that night. Is, that is true. That is true. <laughs> it, of that course is it is a hundred dollars in dimes and quarters, but, but it's, it's a hundred dollars. It's it a big sack it's, it's, yeah. or, or as Jeege brings a bucket. Yeah, yeah. She, she has a little bucket. Um, but anyway, yeah. So in, in the AC Ducey in between, you're dealt two cards mm-hmm. face up, goes all the way around. And then you can bet anything, anything that's in the pot up, up to a matching the pot or a nickel yeah. uh, that your card will fall in between the two that are given. Yep. Obviously, an ace and a deuce is the is the biggest split possible because yep. of all the variations that can fall between. Yep. So uh, where you really show what you're made out of when is when you make a five dollar bet and you got a nine and a jack. Right. Right. And because it. because if it lands on the same exact. So say you have a nine and jack. If it gets a nine, you lose. You lose. It's not between. No, it's got to be only, it's a one card hit. Exactly. And if you're counting cards because you you keep dealing mm-hmm. until the cards are gone and I I have a formula where I I'm counting uh I'm counting 2 through 5s. Yeah. I'm counting 6 through 10s. I'm counting face cards and I'm counting aces. So in my mind, I've got I've got two aces, um seven face cards, uh four 
midters and and six little ones i have that stored in my head toward the end of the deck so when i get a four and a nine i already can rule out well i've already played 12 face cards right all right i've already played um uh all three aces i played i've played two through five uh six times so i i have a much higher percentage that i'm going to land in between there and i may bet the whole pot 25 dollars yeah. on a five card split and that's where but, where that game gets crazy because it does when you have crazy. when you have like five six people playing this game um you can see everyone's cards that are because it's all face up and everyone's making bets but since you're going through the entire deck at the end of the deck, you may have started, like you said, your lowest bet you can or like is a nickel, right? Like you may start that low at the end of it. You're looking at 25, 30. We've I've seen crazy games of that pushing 50, 60 dollars. I, I matched 100 over 100 one night no. on a on a two king. <laughs> I mean, you have to though. And like I drew an king. ace. And I drew an ace. <laughs> and it and it was a hundred and three. A hundred and three. Uh, now again, it started with with a dollar fifty because mm-hmm. everybody. No, we actually we start with a dollar because April will say a dollar in instead. Normally, our Annie games are always a quarter Annie, but on in between, it's a dollar. Everybody throws a dollar, so the pot's six. But I'll give you an example. It just happened last weekend. There was there was three dollars in the pot. April matched it and she did not get it. So there's six dollars in the pot. Right. It went to Jeege. She got two queens. Mm-hmm. You can split them. Yep. And play two and then, hands now. And, and then she got like a, a four and a five. So four queen, good, five queen. Four yeah, good hands. So <laughs> she matches the first one. Mm-hmm. And she missed and she didn't get it. They dropped a, a king on her or something. Yeah. And so, so now we're now, at 12. Now it says at 12. And so she matched it again. Yep. Now it's at 24, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Mike was sitting behind her and he had an ace five. You got to match it. He matched it again. So now we're at 48. Four, 48. And then, and then Carol won it without even knowing. Because her dick said, play it, because Carol can't see. <laughs> and she's sitting there looking, he said, and he just goes, she'll match it. I don't want to want I match. He said, you'll match it. And she had like, she had like a 410 and she won it. Okay. So in, in four hands, it went up to 48 bucks. I can fix. And then the blind woman won it. Now I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> I completely forgot in my head. That Carol's blind. Yeah. Um, and and now I remember that 15 years ago we were playing with her with the cards that are meant for blind people where it doesn't have a full face on it. It has a giant suit. And we then, still we still play with them. Even though she doesn't see them anyway. Right. <laughs> but she still plays poker. Like that's what what I love is that she's still at the table and all the suits are four different colors. Like it's red, green, blue, and black. Yeah. And I love the, those cards. The difference, it helps us all now. Because <laughs> yeah. 15 years ago, she was 70. Right, exactly. Now we're 70, and I appreciate those cards. <laughs> oh. 
I didn't think about that. Hey, uh, at least I I didn't think you were 70. All right. Yeah, and you were losing your sight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I can read them cards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The big, the big print, large ones. The big print ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but some, one of the, some of the crazy games, we have a plucker. So you're, you're playing seven card stud. You got mm-hmm. two down, you get four up and then yep. the last one's down. Yeah. Well, if a three comes up, then you can take anybody else's card. You keep your three. You don't trade. You get to take anyone else's card, or you can pull one from the deck side unseen. Is the one that you take from the other people, does it have to be face up, or can you pull a face down one? You can do any anything you want. You can oh. take any card that you want. So, so now there's some animosity in there, okay? <laughs> All right. If she happens to be pissed at her sister, she's taking her card regardless whether it helps her hand or not. <laughs> Just cause, right? <laughs> and I say, stick within the game. The guy's got an ace over there. It gives you a pair of, I want G just card. I don't care if I win. Yeah. She's not getting this $3. Yeah, yeah she, she bad mouthed my pot roast. <laughs> so that's, that's one of the crazy game. They got slide trombone where you put three. Three down on one side, three down on the other, one in the middle. And you flip them up and play five in your hand, plus those on the table. The one card in the middle slides up and down to form three cards across. I, oh, my God. That okay. one even confused me. Yeah. Okay. Black Widow, <laughs> Queen of Spades. If the if seven-card stud. If it comes up, it kills the hand. And everybody just re annies and we start over again. The pot stays out there. Oh, I like if, if I like it's in that. the if it's in the hole, it's wild. Mm, okay. Yes. So let's talk about wilds. But before we do that, Ezra's crying. I don't know if you can hear him. I'm gonna go check on him real quick. Okay, go ahead. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Well, thank All you right. for um for being a little flexible there. <laughs> oh yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. I'm to- hey, I'm totally flexible here tonight. I got the I got my dogs down here in the office with me now. Nice. Yeah. Dogs. Um all right, well, you want to pick up we were talking about the uh some of the crazy card games. Well, specifically wild cards. We got to talk about wild cards because I oh, know yeah. most people when you say like wild cards they're like, "Okay, so you play a game, maybe you play with the jokers and the jokers are wild or maybe just ace is wild." No, we're talking Dr. Pepper. We're talking, like you said, the Black Widow. We're talking baseball, baseball. So Queens and what follows Queens and what follows, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And baseball is threes and nines. Threes and nines. Yep. Three Uh, outs, nine innings. Foursy Morsy. You flip over four. You can buy an extra card for 50 cents from the dealer. So you have to put more into the pot. Yeah. Oh, But, but you get another card. Yeah. Hey. Okay. We play progressive. So you flip over, dealer flips over. It's it's seven card, no peak. Mm-hmm. Dealer pick flips over oh a God. card that you have to beat. That no card peak. is wild when it comes up yep. until the next card in sequence comes up and then it becomes wild. So you could say like, say a four comes up. Fours are wild, but when a five. No, uh, the, it's, not, it's not wild until the first four is turned up behind it. Gotcha. So there's th- there's three fours remaining. Mm-hmm. So when that four comes up, it's wild. But then if a five comes up, 
fours are no longer wild, right. and fives are wild. So your hand and can six, change completely. It makes everybody stay in and and continue to ante on a dead hand. Yeah, because they may have the six and seven, right? And there are two sixes, even though they're got someone else on the table's got two aces. They'll stay because if it gets to sixes, now I'm going to have minimum three of a kind, right? My goodness, y'all's games are crazy. I love it. Yeah, so that's progressive. Uh, have first deuce to the center. All uh, every it, it's wild for everybody, and then every deuce you have in your hand after that becomes wild as well. Wow. So yeah, we almost have a wild card on everything. You know, you can have the stand, a, a playing game to us is seven card stud fives wild. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's, that's a standard. That's that's a standard. Like if, and then and then we end the night on a cold hand where it's five card stud, two dollars yeah. per player in the pot, and then one card on the side, and you get to call the highest spade, highest club. Everybody gets six dollars for that, twelve dollars out of the pot because you're six playing. Yeah, that's so you can walk away with eighteen bucks on the final hand. Yeah. You know, one thing that we didn't talk um, about is when all the video games started coming in and replacing all these manual bar games, Mm -hmm. but all of that came in play and, 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 and so people got away from the, the pool games and the, and of course our parents played shuffleboard and obviously we got away from that. Mm -hmm. The first problem is you had to have a 20 foot wall to play (laughs) shuffleboard on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It's just prohibited takes up so much space yeah but it was still fun to play and then oh, you yeah. know corn cornhole came along now cornhole's a nice manual game and mm-hmm. we have cornhole games that we carry camping with us mm-hmm. and and throw it out there well there's it. there's two games that i've seen in the last like 10 years come up that are easier access because you don't need a lot of space you can pack it away um you can play inside or outside um like cornhole you just it doesn't really matter where you're at right you just need to a board with a hole and some beanbags or something right. else to throw through. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But the other one is bocce because bocce ball is a lot like a shuffleboard or curling. If you rather on ice, right. You right. know, you throw one ball and then everybody throws the other balls and tries to get as close as they possibly can. And so like you could just go out in a yard or a field or your living room. It doesn't really matter, you know, and you just throw one ball and then everyone stands in the same spot and alternates turns trying to get close to it. Yeah, bocce ball is not good if you're setting up close to the woods and your players are inebriated. <laughs> we 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 started off, I think, with two yellow, two red, two blue, and two green. I think we have one red, one yellow, <laughs> one blue left in the box. <laughs> you bring up a good point. Plus, you have a creek that goes around your yard that has a drop off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but we don't know where the bocce balls went to. Yeah, I wouldn't go looking for them either out there. <laughs> uh, no, I've already I've already actually killed two snakes in the skimmers. You know, the pool's open because we had a tree fall in the pool. Yeah, and I had to have it replaced. So uh, I've been having to go out in the skimmers in the winter time, and I pulled two snakes out just this week. Yikes! Little guys though, either Little poisonous guys. or venomous. I don't think so. No, yeah. no, they weren't. They weren't. Cop- you know, we only have copperheads and. And supposedly water moccasins. The rattlers are up north yeah. Georgia, uh, but the copperheads are the are the, our biggest threat, and neither one of them were copperheads. That's good. 
Uh, but yeah, the, the crazy card games, uh, they continue and, uh, and, uh, we play every time we go. Yeah. But, uh, uh, like I said, they'll, they'll make up games that don't even make sense. Most of them we play don't make sense. And I feel like y'all need to have like just a, a catalog of, of rules. Cause it's hard for anybody new coming into that game to like, just, Hey, can I help in and play? I love playing poker. They're not going to, they're not going to do well. Like our, uh, our weekly game that we had going um, there in Duluth. If we showed up there, Kevin would lose his mind at those rule sets. <laughs> yeah. He's like, statistically, I can't follow this game. There's nothing I can do about this. Like it's just like, they, you know, you can play all the, the casino type games with them. You know, your holdems. That's it. But that's it. We're not, we're not playing anything crazy. We're not playing yeah. with wilds. We're not doing nothing. <laughs> no, no, they, they would not even hear of it. Polish poker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're not playing any Polish poker. For the longest time in my life, because of the Polish poker, um, I didn't understand or know that Crown Royal was an alcohol. I thought they made coin bags. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone had a very nice velvet Crown Blue, Royal coin bag. Still do. You know, it was like, I was like, man, this is like the best type of coin bag. Why is anybody messing around with these little coin purses that are hard to open? Like, <laughs> and I actually have one that stays in the bottom drawer in the yellow bedroom in North Carolina. And I have one here at the house. Yeah. Cause you never know when you're going to need $57 in nickels. That's right. Well, <laughs> actually, no, um, my safe that I'm looking at right now, I actually have rolls of, of quarters. That's right. You do keep rolls of coins. Yeah, I do. Cause I've seen you, I've seen you plop down at the, the Polish poker table with your rolls of coins and not your bag of crown Royal. <laughs> I, I probably, I probably have two to $300 worth of rolled coins just for, just for, on standby for poker. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and poker, you taught me a good lesson with that because I mean, I have memories of playing y'all's Polish poker when I was probably starting at what? 10. Oh, they'll invite you at eight. <laughs> you, you know, a moment ago, you made the comment about, yeah, I remember asking. No, you were probably invited because they, Dick, and he grabs, you know, he'll tell Zach, come on, Zach, you're five. Come on, get in this game. We'll, we'll show you how to play. Because you're never too young to lose all your money. That's right. That's you, right. But he's, you, he's, it's a good life lesson to learn at a young age what gambling actually means. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan had a couple of hard lessons with uh, some, like a fifty dollar pot. I believe uh, his was on was on high low. It was on high low <laughs> because he still and, talks about how much he how much yeah. he lost. Yeah, it was. I mean, and like I said, I've had some really burnouts on high lows, and oh, uh, and and the crazy thing with with these uh, 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 queens and what follows. Like two two games ago, I got beat. I had a royal straight flush, and oh I got my. beat, and I lost. And I'm bumping, I'm bumping back, and I'm bumping back, and I'm bumping back, and I lost a five of a kind. Yeah, because there's you you don't know what hand's going to come out. Well, I think I'm thinking my royal straight flush is just wonderful. Yeah, yeah. 
And and I think mine was natural, so I wasn't even worried about it. And obviously, it gave all the wild cards to the guy that had five of a kind. Right. That should have been, that should have told me when he was calling me back. If I have no wild cards, maybe he has them all. But and alas, he had, he had three of them. What other? Um, I guess what other like pub games we had? There was time where I know you had uh, the foosball. Uh, there was foosball. What was the bumper pool? Bumper pool. Had right. that for a while, which is right. super fun and chaotic. It, um, it is. And it, and it's good if you've got limited space. Yep. Because remember, your pool cues are, are shorter as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And bumper pool, for those who don't know, is a smaller, like hexagonal shape table. Right. And there are uh, actual bumpers Bump- on bumpers. the table. And mm-hmm. you, each person starts with like five balls. So there's five red, five white. And you shoot at the same exact time and you're trying to bounce around the bumpers to get into the hole that's on the other person's side, all of your balls before all of theirs. Right. Um, and it's just, you know, you, you, you start trying to hit them at each other's, you know, try to block each other's paths and uh, the bumpers can betray you in massive ways. Cause of course there's two right by the hole you're shooting at. And so yep. it's just covering it, it up. Yeah. Or as my mother, or as my mother used to say, somebody better put some panties on that thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fact. That was one of her favorite sayings. Put some panties on it. (laughs) Now I see. see. Now I see where you get it from. Yeah. Okay, that makes a whole lot more sense now. I'm getting a a full picture of uh, of your life. (laughs) yeah it's uh a lot of characters a lot of characters in it for sure and then i don't come close to my brother charlie charlie charlie's not a real person yeah yeah (laughs) no he's not he's a cartoon character it's like take i want everyone to imagine math mcconaughey but if math mcconaughey was in it was literally like you said in a cartoon like, what is the cartoon version, the most extreme version of all of his most well-known characteristics? And you have, <laughs> and you have Charlie. He he has he has made state. Uh, Brooke has carried with her since she was probably five years old. I don't need to know that Brooke is using statements from Uncle Charlie. <laughs> no, o- Uncle Charlie told Brooke that she was downstairs dancing at, in the pool room one night oh. when we were playing. <laughs> And, and he told her, he said, Brooke, I see a pole and a <laughs> pair of 54 inch boots in your future. <laughs> no. And she has remembered that for her entire life. No. <laughs> yep. Still talks about the boots and the pole. No. Brooke. <laughs> oh, I hope she's doing well at college right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing good. She she got she got past it. Maybe that motivated her. I don't know. It's <laughs> a heck of a motivation. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I those are kind of like all my notes that I had there. Were there any other stories or games that you had thought of? Well, we, you know, the family games are great. You know, we still play a lot of board games. We break out the Monopoly games and, and Scrabble. Play, yeah, the Scrabble. We have some hoots on some Scrabble. Man, I, mean, I will never forget the moment that <laughs> Dustin 
Yes, I, I Dustin, know where you're going. <laughs> Dustin struggling like at 2 a.m. And just ask the question, is hand job one word or two words? <laughs> is it one or two words? <laughs> and I think April's response was, it depends. <laughs> What's the context? <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. And I remember one night we were playing Scramble and somebody had put <laughs> rope R A R O A P. No. And it stayed on the board for like three rounds. And somebody was building off of it and finally said, what the hell is R-O-A-P? And the, and the person said, rope. Still didn't catch it. It's like soap. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. So, yeah, you know, so games are, you know, they're enlightening. Oh. They, they, they allow you to... Uh, uh, have have a blast, and like I said, it, it builds gray matter. But some nights it just destroys gray matter too, <laughs> <laughs> like oh. rope. Oh man, there's nothing like playing uh, Scrabble with people who can't spell or have a very limited vocabulary, <laughs> or, or 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 like playing with you that that you can take two letters and get fifty points and squash everybody. Look, look, you said you wanted to play the game. All right, yeah, I, d- I did. I did. <laughs> Took it on me because yeah. I'm good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hate, hate, hate the game, not the player. Yeah, and then you asked me to define the word. It's not called definitions, all right? All right, what in the hell is that one? It's in the dictionary. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. And it's there. It's there. And, and and then we get to the point we started arguing, is that the Scrabble dictionary? Yeah, right. <laughs> No arguments anymore. You got the Scrabble dictionary by the table. We know. Yes, we have a we, yes, and we bring it out. We bring it out with every. We have to around our house, especially late when you got a damn X and a Y and a Q, yeah. and you got to spell a word with. <laughs> People get desperate, but uh, yeah, the, the you know the one thing the girl. I guess all the camping too. You know when you take your kids off into into national parks that there, there are no Wi-Fi's and there's no cell phones. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's enlightening and it's fun to see them, uh, just break out a board game and have a blast with it. Yeah. So, well, back on cards, we still play cards on a weekly basis, hand and foot. Oh uh, yeah. And and spades. spades. Um, uh, uh, Lorraine comes down and we play, three-handed spades uh once or twice a week oh that's nice uh, and then when on friday night saturday when brooks brooks comes in and, and uh because she doesn't have classes on fridays this semester so she comes home and works at chick-fil-a but um she'll um when she gets off she plays hand and foot with us which is the card game kind of like a canasta yeah or but we still play we still play a lot of cards yeah and i guess i i will always I'll, I'll always play them and and uh, uh, still talk people into coming down and playing some uh, some pool when they're here. And uh, well, uh, foosball foosball has kind of gotten away. I don't have that many people that uh, foosball. If if you if you ever 
just get it handed to you by a person that really knows how to play the game right. and can play defense. Right. You, it's, you get, you get um, humbled real fast and you just learn, you just figure out that I can't play that game and you walk away from it. <laughs> oh, you're talented. Got it. <laughs> yeah. All oh, I, yeah. all I can do oh. is just spin and hope. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's how, that's what you're going to do. Okay. Well, thank you for the lesson. Right. That's what it was like, you know, playing foosball and ping pong with Jack for years. It was just like, yes. all right, yeah. I got to actually learn to play this game to hope <laughs> have a chance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but like I said, those are the pub games. Um, it was, uh, uh, in the day, it was, uh, a good way to, uh, most people did it to keep themselves entertained in bars and it kept the really, really fellows occupied. And, yeah. you know, it's just the same way when you're, you know, go to, when we would go to your house and it's like, Hey, y'all want to just go downstairs and shoot pools. So maybe two people are shooting two or three are sitting around the room and just talking and it's relaxing and it's, it's, it's pleasant. It's nice. Chunk, chunk of some darts. Oh yeah. Don't even have to play darts. It's just satisfying to throw them and hear a thud on the wall. <laughs> it is and you and with your setup you also because when you hung it up to protect the wall y'all put uh carpet, carpet and like i'm guessing there's probably a piece of like plywood or something behind it a, a double sh double sheetrock double sheetrock yeah because because it thuds into that wall and it's satisfying yeah it's yeah <laughs> yeah you miss especially, the board and you're like no no it's okay that sounded great <laughs> yeah especially especially late in the evening when someone wants to show me their their uh, change up or their or their knuckleball and throw it at 90 miles an hour that's look it's real fun but it yeah, is terrifying when you hit the metal directly and the dart comes flying back at yes. you at about 60 miles an hour uh -huh. <laughs> yeah yeah and that and that and that certainly happens i mean I, we've we've i've probably gone through a hundred sets of flights yeah on on the ends of the darts just from um, you know, sticking, sticking a pattern, dart on dart on dart on dart. Yeah. And then, and, and having the flights fly all over the place because you're, you're actually hitting the dart with the dart. Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot. <laughs> but like I said, it's, uh, uh, there's been numerous times that I want to get, uh, I've talked for years with the girls about taking the pool table out, but, uh, even them will, uh, both of them will say, no, no, no. We like having it down there. You know, yeah. we can watch, we'll, we'll watch TV around the dart, uh, right. around the pool table, right. but just leave it because we like going down there and playing. It's fun. And in fact, I walked down there one time on a slumber party and all the girls, they were just, they were taking the balls and throwing them. Everybody had a ball and they're throwing them on the table back and forth. I don't know what they called it, but they played it for an hour and they never picked up a pool cue in there. Yeah, yeah, and they had it had a game for it, and well, and I, and it's like it's like it's almost like a last man standing. You get you could continue to throw a ball as no one as long as nobody knocked yours in. Right. Yeah, you're just trying to knock each other's in, you know, yeah. with it, and you know, I I know there were times where you know you get on a losing streak with your friends down there, and you're just like, look, if we didn't have the cues, I'd beat you. Be like, fine, let's play the next game just with our hand. And you're like, fine, let's do it. You know, like, <laughs> and then you still lose and you're like, all right, it's, it's uh, not my night. It's not, my, not night. my night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well that, but that's a nice thing too, that one of the, you know, in all the pubs 
especially when you go out in public, the, uh, the nice thing about being good at it is you got to hold the table all night. Yeah. Because everybody would throw a quarter, you know, you might go someplace, there might be 10 quarters lined up, meaning you got nine people waiting to play and you're not going to get to play for another hour. If you can't, if you can't hold the table. Right. So it made you, uh, learn the game and play the game and actually try to win the game or else you just lost your table for an hour. But as long as you could beat them, you could stay up and play all night and it wouldn't cost you nothing. Because right. you're playing on you're playing on their quarter, right? Because they're the one paying. Yeah, so you got that uh, that competitive need taken care of. Yeah, and and the other thing that that pool pool was kind of it, it was just like sports, and it was like it was like music, and uh, there was a lot of diversity in your pool rooms. Oh yeah, from the get go, one of the best pool players. I ever had to come up against night after night after night when he showed up was in a wheelchair and he shot so easy and so smooth that you could go to sleep before the ball fell into the pocket, but he never lost. Yeah. He's like, just like a Minnesota fats or something, but just super smooth. And like I said, he was completely bound in that wheelchair. He couldn't stand up. He couldn't get out of it. So it was nice that they always had a lot of room around the table yeah. and people felt comfortable. They come in there, sit in their wheelchair and shoot lights out and hold the table all night long. I love that. It's a great way to uh, spend the, spend the night and stay active and, and not just sit around the table. The pub games are there for a reason. Right. Absolutely. A lot of, com- com- lot of camaraderie. And, and like I said, when, when uh, uh, every time I stop and see uh, Maxie in Texas, there's going to be a golf game and there's going to be a dark game. Right. Yeah. And with your current setup, it's also quite nice because you know that people want to come over to your place and you don't have like that added stress of figuring out where are we going? What are we doing tonight? Like, it's just, no. Hey, everybody just come over here. We got room. Yeah. It's let's just, yeah. have, it's nice. Casa de Woods. Yeah. So like in a way, because you said like you got the pool table probably when the girls were about two years old or something, mm-hmm. you know, in a way you like at that time you stopped smoking, you know, or drinking. You just brought the bar home. You just brought the party home. Yeah. This yep. is what you did. And I mean, it's great. Uh, it was a good place for the, for everybody to come over and still, and still, still remains is. a good place. Still is. Yep. Yep. Well, well, dad, thank you for, for joining me tonight. Um, I'm glad we could talk and kind of catch Absolutely. up and, and, um, Talk to you soon. All right.